it's the Ringo Zone, and we're actually going to try and give you a quality episode this time, so uh, super yeah. duper quick. You were there Matt. with us a week and a half ago. Yeah, we, we just, for those who have forgotten, uh, we just finished recording the new Lars, and that was our best train wreck yet. Especially <laughs> the ending, like, we're, we're just fucking, we're, we're coming still a little high We're, on we're the riding the tailcoats of that down, ending. We're coming down. <laughs> I but, loved it personally, I thought it was pretty great. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, but... You know, it was very bullshit. We're going to try and give, like, a podcast actually about Steven Universe this time. So, I'm Max. I'm Mickey. I'm Sabath. I am a cocoon. <laughs> uh, that's, he, he, he's, he's wrapped up in blankets and just going to terminate all the fun and whimsy this time. Ooh, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck, he's eliminated. Yeah. Today's episode is the... Keith's utterly... Pizza Delivery Service, which yes. is... Can we just... Can I just say off the bat, I'm a little annoyed, because, like... I get the pun they were going for, but the episode wasn't actually about delivering pizzas, and I was very looking forward to, like, Steven delivering oh, pizzas, possibly yeah. riding around on Lion. I was expecting some Lion just from that title. Yeah, so, like, that, I get, for some weird I feel reason, like I universe, got the exact same impression. You're all, you're all fucking weebs, but, I mean, that was just, like... That was cruel and misleading. I'd like and to make not a, representative of what the episode was about. I'd like at all. to make a point about that about that actually, because my impression of the episode as it started, because the setup kind of lends itself that you think like, okay, Steven's doing Steven orders a pizza, Kiki shows up, she's like, Hey, yeah, I took the shift because Jenny broke the car down, and Steven's like, Oh, cool. And you kind of think I have a lion. Oh, this may be an episode where, like, Steven's like, oh, you seem kind of busy with the thing. I'm not doing anything because I'm a 12-year-old or 14-year-old who doesn't go to school. How about I help you out with the pizza delivery? It feels like that's exactly. the setup that they were going to go for. And then they go back to the dream inhabiting thing. So, I mean, on one hand, kudos for originality. But also, I kind of wanted that other episode. I kind of wanted kinda. that, too. I kind of wanted to pizza. I think we all did. Like, the whole fandom. Yeah. But I still feel the. I that, still, that, that, I that still see said, speaking for the fandom, even that though it's established said, to me and the fandom are like not how, speaking terms. I still love this episode. That being oh, yeah, said, I, I think it's a really good setup because the, it, it seems obvious at this point that they're really going to, you know, it's going to be a huge payoff on a future episode where Steven's really going to use his dream abilities for like something huge. Also, I just kind of realized like the weird how... pattern we're going through right now that we just got off an episode about Steven's dream powers. And we're going right into the next episode about Steven's dream powers. Yeah. It's dream night here at the Ringo Zone. But like for some uh, reason season season three has uh, been like Play that play that melodious. Play harp. that funky shit, you white boy. Just play that <laughs> play that sweet harp. That shit's funky. But yeah, what were you saying, Saboth? I was gonna say, um that the, the season three, like it's it's just been really hammering in Steven's dream abilities. Steven is psychic. Remember Kung. that he's psychic. Kung. Don't forget he's Kung. psychic. Kung. But just like, <laughs> yeah, I just like, and then we get Steven falling asleep and again, having a dream, which you kind of get the feeling when you first watch it, like, oh, they're sharing a dream, but it kind of doesn't lend itself to that instantly. It's just like, oh, Steven may have remembered Kiki having a hard time with pizza, so he has a dream where he's helping her out with pizza, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. And he delivers it with the fucking power force of, like, Astro Boy, with his rocket feet and the fucking rocket bones. Which I is the I weirdest I'm, I'm word kind of to use that for his that. arms, like, didn't just droop down in gelatinous well, like, mess after he fired the <laughs> rocket bones. <laughs> I, like, I, that would have like, like been a great gag. 
I really like the Rocket Bones bit because it made me it made me think immediately of freaking Garnet firing her fists at oh, yeah. Amethyst Junk. Like that was that was like the first like really weird thing they did. I I'm think. gonna I'm gonna let you in on a little you know kind of open secret about the human race. They can't do that. No, no, no. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's not it. Uh, the human race, just every human being in the world, collectively, as a base biological instinct, uh, we have we have three primary desires. Uh, first, we want to eat. Uh, secondly, we want sex, and thirdly, we want rocket hands. I every mean, human is coded into our DNA. It's we part, all want it's part hands. of the the what's it called the something hierarchical pyramid of needs. Yes, it's rocket it's part, hands. It's part of the Homo sapien e pluribus unum ad hominem. Yeah, that. yeah. It, rocket hands sits right below actualization. Yes. <laughs> if I can't believe right, I remember that shit. Freud, Freud, Freud the, that's the, what it the is. The ego, the super ego, and the desire for rocket hands. <laughs> <laughs> the four parts of the mind. Okay, so this this conversation made me think of something that was that here's our little tangent that's required for every episode. Uh, have either of you read the SCP Foundation shit? Yes. I, I've read a couple of those. I've read yeah. some of them, yeah. So um, I, there was this one time where I just went and binged on like a million of them, and I oh, came across that, one. I See, I couldn't do that, because then I'd be like in crazy brain mode all night. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I you, know how, like, you know how like, Ninja like, Comics like, Max is, right? Like, I don't get like scared, but I do get like really fucking Disturbed. weird by that stuff, so I'd like only read it during the day. Oh yeah, and I, I know what you mean. Like, like, like that's how. Well, okay, so you're gonna learn a really weird fucking fact. I uh, a really weird fact about Mickey right now. Speaking of okay, creepy pastas, it's okay, Mister Third Person. Mister Third Person, I am please no. Sabathis, you fucked it up. <laughs> I can't even do the joke right. But yeah, speaking of creepy pastas, uh, as opposite as opposed to Max. Who cannot listen to creepy pastas during the day? I exclusively during the night. I exclusively listen to creepy pastas at night. I have a playlist that I just kind of have them playing. Like I, I have like a fucking. I think it's at this point it's almost like eight hundred something creepy pasta stories Shit. that are just there, and I just I put them. That on. is impressive. Yeah, I just well because there are just a couple channels on YouTube that do readings of creepy pasta, like creepy pasta, creepy pasta, Mr. Creepy Pasta, so on and so forth, and I just yeah, make I think the playlist. Of those. And okay, f- uh, let me explain my reasoning for it. The way they do it is you know it's sort of asthma where they sit in front of the mic and they just kind of ASMR. Speak the, yeah, they just kind of speak the story, so you just kind of hear them talking, and they usually back their stories with very nice instrumental sometimes piano music and it's just, yeah. it's sort of a soothing thing it is very pleasant. like if you tune out the content of the story the audio like the auditory like feeling you get from it is very relaxing well i, I well, watch what... like actual intentional asmr videos at night yeah so what, what, interestingly what funny i thing. will watch like a horror asmr video at night i'm okay with that like the vampire feeds on you like that's fine but i won't read like I went to the office and everyone was purple. <laughs> oh shit! That's another thing about creepy pastas, man. Half, like, not even half. Majority of them are shit. Yeah, like, and and so similarly, fun, yeah. me and my friend, my friend introduced me to the Night Vale podcast a while back, and me Dude, and him, I need to, I need and, to listen to more of that. Me and him, Haley listens to it, and it's so fucking funny. Me and my friend cannot listen to that podcast while drunk. Because when we are drunk, we get scared shitless by that podcast. Oh my, my god! Isn't I want to be with funny? you when you're drunk and listen to that. Now. Oh no! I'm just like, 
he the way he the way Cecil explains everything in that world, like me and my friend are just like gripping the arms of like the couch when we're drunk, just like. Ah, ah, ah. Anyway, I wanted to go back anyway, to what I was talking about with the SCP yeah, Foundation. Please. Okay. So the thing that this whole thing reminded me of yeah. with the the rocket arms or whatever, um, or rocket bones. There's this one SCP in particular where it's two glowing bracelets, and uh, if you wear them on one on each wrist. Uh, if you make the motion that you're drawing back a bow, uh, when you let go, it fires your forearm bone out of your hand. Oh, <laughs> oh that's awesome! And it regrows, so you can use your own bones, oh, but the thing is that it doesn't mitigate the pain. Oh, God. And the that's worst part something is... something I would write into a fantasy story. The more oh. often you use it... <laughs> The more deformed your bone grows oh, back. Oh, my arm hurts nice. thinking about it. Okay, see, no, that's extra bad for me because <laughs> I've broken my left arm twice and my bones already have grown back fucked up to the point where I can't fully extend my left arm to the extent that a normal human can. And my forearm is shaped weird, so that extra scares me because I'm left-handed, so I know when I pull the string back, it's going to fire my left forearm bone out. And another thing that's similar to that, there's another SCP item where it's a stone (laughs) that if you grab it, it changes your gender. But it's also incredibly painful. <laughs> oh, that—that that is not something I want to experience. Oh no. God! That, oh, that's weird. So anyway, we promised a good Steven Universe-centered episode, so let's get back to Steven oh, Universe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, we're talking so, about weird dream shit, but yeah. Well, back to I mean, reality. We got, we got we got off of that for a bit with the ASMR and like the creepy pasta and night veils. So. I love how Kiki responds to learning that Steven was her dream warrior. Like you, you like Stephen like assumes... she seems creeped out, but then she's like, "Yes, well, this is the best no, she thing. she seems surprised." And then Steven's like, "Shit, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to invade your dreams." She's like, "Are you kidding me? You're my fucking hero. You saved." She, he me. was having flashbacks back to Lars. He's just like, "Oh no, oh no, oh no." See, oh, here's, I did here's kind of my thing though, and like obviously the whole thing like. This is one of those things, like, why didn't they build the boat on Gilligan's Island? Because it would end the show. But, like, (laughs) here's my solution to how this could have not been Steven's problem. So, yeah, like, Steven has the dream where you think to, like, show up in Kiki's dream. But once Kiki realizes it's a dream, she should be able to start, like, lucid dreaming and have control over it. Because I'm saying, like, she even fucking, like, near the end of the episode, like, summons a pizza cutter. So I'm saying, like, she should be able to do that on her own, and so it's like, don't have, like, Steven wear himself out being Dream Warrior, just have him literally fly by as, like, your lucid dream red ball trigger, and then she can solve her own fucking gropey cheese hand problems. Yeah, I and I can understand that, but at the same time, maybe, like... But then we wouldn't have an episode. Exactly, and maybe there's, like, a, an in-story reason where she's just, like, she still hasn't really gotten over it, where the point... Because we'll explain it a bit later, but like eventually Steven says that she needs to get to the, the source of the problem with it. And like that's the point where she kind of realizes that she and Steven need to – she needs to take arms and help out doing this thing herself rather than rely on Steven. Because I think that's her problem. She's relying on Steven that is a good explanation. to fix her problem for her. So like that could be the, like that, that could yeah. be the thing. But yeah, and then we get the montage of Steven just – Constantly being the dream warrior, which is the best sentence. This is that's the best phrase you can ever be. Like, if I die, I want the term dream warrior on my gravestone because no one's gonna quite know what that means, but they're gonna know it's fucking metal. Well, what I want on my gravestone is here lies Max Dweck, dead human, living Skella Master. Skella Master. 
Exactly. <laughs> Sabath, what's your cool Demon. guy title? I mean, you're already Sabath, so I guess you're like, Sabath! Where did Sabath go? Where did Sabath go? He's not talking. Not talking. Anyway, we get, That's we get the... bad. He's recording this. Yeah. Well, Did he just run off to the bathroom without telling well, us? Well, we know we know it's recording, so we'll just we'll hope for the best. We'll just quit like in twenty minutes. It'll just recording <laughs> his silence until he stops God. or like his computer crashes. <laughs> still, until his computer his hard drive. Oh God! Don't tell me we have to redo this episode. Oh, Let's no. just keep going. Okay. Oh, he's still here. He's still here. We got to text him. He, he, he's. Yeah. It's everything's okay. But yeah, so we get the whole shebang of Steven. I feel like we're jumping around a bit out. first. Let's go back to oh? like. Because we kind of, thanks again, sidetracked, but also like, we were jumping around the episode a bit. Fair enough. I want to go back to the opening scene, just fucking Steven and that old table setting he does for himself is amazing. Oh, I love it. And the most relatable thing, like, it's, I've, I've mentioned this in a couple episodes, where the Crewniverse adds these little tidbits of action to each character. Like, in one of the episodes, I cannot for the life of me remember it was, but it's the one where Garnet is, um, Garnet and Steven go explore the kindergarten and they go to find out what Peridot was doing in the thing. And when Peridot comes up from it and you see Steven, they're like, Peridot's like, are the gyms here? And you see Steven do like a little head shake and then his bad yeah, it's like, he shakes his head and then he starts nodding and he does the little like hands out. Like, I'm sorry. I lied. Nod. And like other shit like that. And then this one, it's Steven pouring the orange juice and then pre- pressing his lips to the glass without moving it and sipping that little extra bit off the top. So it wouldn't spill. And I just, I, that, that is my favorite part of the show is that it will do that constantly for all these different little actions. And it gives this real weight to the universe. Like it's something that could actually ah, happen. Universe. universe. Ah! You were saying? Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite bits from that with Steven putting everything together. It's just that little tiny bit of action he takes that makes the universe seem a little more real. It's just a thing that a person would do in real life. It's something I did pouring a glass of milk earlier today, so I just I love the shit like that. I'm thinking maybe we're gonna go on a quick little break here because Sabat's like recording is messed oh. up, so Hello and welcome to Craft ah, fuck it. Okay. Um I was gonna do a commercial bit, but let's not let's just get back into the talk because we let's just do it. Enough of everyone's goddamn life with our inane shenanigans. Sorry for that little uh mishap. Things got a little Sabat's strange. We fixed like, it. Computer was just like, hi, you know how you like to hear Sabat's voice? Well, I wanna hog it all for myself. So <laughs> But let's continue on with the episode. So we got now let's like talk about fucking Can we just talk about like I know Steven acknowledges it himself, but, like, how gross is the cheese see? Oh, God. Because like, the first time I saw uh, it, I was actually thinking, like, oh, actually, you know, if it's, like, a sea of cheese whiz, that might be tolerable, but no, it's no, not. No, it's, it's clearly just or like really macaroni melted. And cheese. Yeah. yeah, like, the macaroni and cheese cheese is fine. Like, I could tolerate that, because that's, like, this really that's better buttery, liquidy cheddar stuff. But, like, if it's actual, like melted versions of cheese pizza that's like mozzarella and, and everything and, and yeah it's just it's just like uh, you can like if you actually ran your hand through that by the time it came out it would just be nothing but acne on but your I, hand i like that stuff though 
I mean, it's I mean, good, it's good but, but like, would, would you run your like, arm through it? Yeah. Hell no. Exactly. exactly. I'd probably That's get third degree making. burns. Exactly. <laughs> That's the point we're making here. Well, Pizza I guess, is I guess Steven is immune to it because he had rocket arms. But like, now, if it rocket were a bones. sea of bones. marinara sauce, all oh. bets are off. No, Alfred- oh, Alfredo sauce, I would just, oh. I'd probably die of both, <laughs> like, I'd probably turn to one massive pimple. <laughs> just your consciousness you evolves. You're not already. Oh, sick oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Oh boy! So we got. I I really do love though. I think the last thing we were talking about was. Oh yeah, no, because we knew Sabacho's gone because we were asking about tombstones. So let's wrap up that bit first. Just. Oh yeah, uh, what my tombstone Mickey would be? Mickey wants to be Dream Warrior. Yeah. I was Living Scale Master. What's your? Because your oh yeah, my tomb- pretty good. My tombstone was going to have the phonetic pronunciation of my name, <laughs> so people don't fucking like, call me Sabbath while I'm dead. Oh, so like S U B B O F or something? I already got it. It's S U H B A W T H. Wait, spell it again. S U H B A W T H. So I would see. I would try and make it a little classy, so it's like B A U G H T H. Channeling my inner Dylan. <laughs> Speaking of spelling, you know, remember when in the episode Steven spelled S U in the sky, and he made it uh, such and a he's good like, segue. Segway master, play my guitar. Riff. I just realized our impression of Sabath is. Or not our impression of Sabah. Our impression of Dylan is just what's his face from Red Letter Media. If we want to go really extreme, it's like a lesser version of Roz from Monsters Inc. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always watching Wazowski. Always, always watching. watching. Anyway, always so watching. I did segue on purpose. Yeah. Because so, uh, I want to talk about the episode, but it's actually <laughs> kind of annoying because. I feel really bad about this process because there's not actually a lot to talk about this episode. Yeah, well, okay, I, I, I just, I like, this is the episode where the plot, the the base, like, how basic the plot is kind of got put on the back burner in my brain because, like, the fact that they're just elaborating on Kiki at all and the fact that Kiki has become, like, like we're finally getting perfect, some goddamn focus. Kiki yeah. is just, like, the biggest, like, sweetheart on the planet. Like, her, Steven, Kiki and Connie. Kiki is your new... Because everyone hates Steven right now, according to the Sabath Report, which is the most accurate news source I know of, Kiki is now the new official cinnamon roll. She is the cinnamon oh, yeah. roll. She is perfect. Well, what about... She's what... even got cinnamon roll hair. Apparently everyone's calling centipedal cinnamon roll. Oh, well... Well, well we're not we're there We're not there, yet, there yet, so... Oh, okay. We will come to that I mean, shit we've when seen it the comes. Episode. Oh, shit, that's the fucking thing, because we keep talking about the dreams... I think that's how Steven's gonna fix corrupted gems. Oh shit! Fucking psychic power. Oh, that was, dude. Oh he gets shit! Because go he goes into in there, like he'll go into Centipede's no. head. No. Oh my god! Yeah. What if he went in there and the shit was like fucking impossible geometry? Oh, that would be so cool. See, I love like Journey of the Mind stuff. And yeah. I love, like physical representation of the mind space, and so that—that's the thing that interests me. Like, I like the dreams. I love actually. Yeah, we can talk about it now. Fucking, I love. How they go and like Pizza Kiki like opens the head and you've got the third eye and they fly into it and then you've got horrible Pizza Jenny voiced by a swarm of bees. And- <laughs> yeah, I, like Max said, I love the idea of like 
this like weird cheese pizza monster Jenny coming out and just cheese like cheese demon. Like is 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 Dream Jenny voiced by the actual voice actress for Jenny? I think it probably is. Yeah. Yeah, it's just funny because I was expecting her to Jenny say something like demonic. Voice actress or no? Yes, no. Kiki and Jenny. I don't know. No, I don't believe they are. I'm gonna look this up. You guys fill the void with Smoogle talking about it. the episode. Hey, Mickey, what did you think about this part of the episode? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I think about this part of the episode. Oh shit, you're here. <laughs> no, go on. This is better. Keep going. Okay, I'm looking it up. It's uh okay. So uh, the voice actress is uh Reagan Gomez Preston. Uh oh, she was in uh the Cleveland show as a uh, Roberta. Oh. Which one's Roberta? Uh, the wife, I think. Uh, okay. And uh, she voices Jenny and Kiki, but she's also oh, shit, credited. I was wrong. She's also credited as voicing from the new Lars Werewolf One oh, from shit. Fangs <laughs> of Love or whatever it's oh, called. Shit. Werewolf One it's was all hilarious. connected, everybody. Kiki and Jenny are werewolves. Steven Universe A R G. Figure out the mystery behind Rebecca Sugar. No, now you gotta actually <laughs> add freaking Vavuzelas <laughs> no, and air horns. Not yeah, I thought it was just air horns. Whatever. Air horns. Richard's pronounced Vuvuzela. The Vuvuzela. 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 I just kind of like that pronunciation. Speaking of which, there's actually brother Vuvuzela, the thousand-year-old scream. If anyone is aware of the program Discord. You can actually get a bot that will sit on your server, and every time you type in air horn, it'll jump into your chat and blow an air horn and then jump out. That's amazing. That sounds horrible. That's amazing. Oh, it's fucking great. It's, like, it's amazing, great. but also, no. Freaking my, like my friend, we'd, we'd, play a shooter, <laughs> we'd play a shooter game, and every single time we scored, we'd play that damn air horn. It was great. Of course you do. Anyway, so. You know what's funny, Sabah? Yes. Me. I used to respect you. Used to? <laughs> used to. Used to. Not anymore. Just, it's gone now. Yeah, like, uh, I so, finally realize you're one of us and you're not better than us. I love how there's this big build up in the scene with the pizza Jenny where it's just like, you've got to say no. You've got to say no. No. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. And then she just melts away. Just puts a hand on the hip. Uh, and then okay. pizza so, collapses. And we get fucking even jelly okay, pizza. I will tell you exactly. <laughs> I, I typed it out in the chat when this episode aired. And I will tell you exactly what I said out loud when it happened. I was like, oh my fucking Evangeli God. See, I have a better story that's vaguely like that, but I'm not going to tell oh, it right God. now. Oh, God. That said, I do want to hear Zach Callison record uh, Shinji's rant as Steven now. But where do I go? I'm on a big blue ball. Was that- You ran out of Steven's voice. You ran out of ink, didn't you, you bastards? You ran out, you ran out of ink, too, didn't you, you bastards? <laughs> All right, so after this whole escapade, and uh, just like the koala escapades, um, oh, callback, throwback, we go back to the real world. And, I don't like that place; it's full of skunks. And things work out between Jenny and Kiki, and uh, it's it's pretty pretty basic ending. Uh, good morals, good morals, you know. Thoughts to be learned, lessons to be figured out. Don't let out. people walk over yourself. Respect your family. Be the dream warrior, but 
you gotta be the you, dream you warrior. You gotta dream warrior be. to live, not live to dream warrior. It's not the warrior on the outside; it's the warrior on the inside. Well, I mean, that's what dream warrior is. Yeah, There's nothing oh. in the real world. It's they're all in dreams. That's all inside. Don't let dreams be dreams. And then no. we get the ending okay. where just I love how Ginny's just like. Like it's just one of those things where it's like it, it kind of accentuates how they're still it teenagers. Feel good. Because well, it accentuates how teenagers are because they tend to make their problem like teenagers tend to make their problems seem a little more hyperbolized than they actually are. Like Kiki feels like she's going to be the bad twin if she says no to Jenny, and she feels like Jenny is going to be like, No, why would you ask me to do this? And it's gonna like ruin their friendship. And then in the dream, she's just like, No, and dream Jenny's just like, ah, okay. And then in real life, Jenny's just like, you know, it, it it makes sense. Like, I was like, it makes sense. I've been asking her to do all this shit. It just makes sense that I would do some shit for her. And she's having her day off. And everything just kind of goes a little, not too smoothly, but it's just like, oh, that was easy. Well, I can tell you that I, I, you know, I've mentioned it a million times. I have a twin. Um, and yes. I can't, I can't tell you a particular story that went just like this or a, a similar conflict, but I'm, I'm going to go you ahead. Can, but it's the episode verbatim. Yeah. Well, I just saw it. So no, no I mean, point in repeating well, I'm, it. I'm saying I don't, I don't remember one specifically, but I'm sure it's happened. Uh, and things, things, I, I will say that, uh, if you're on good terms with your, ch- with your twin, at least on, at least, uh, you do sort of bend over backwards for them because. Like it's something about being a twin. Like since you're not like a younger sibling it's and a older special sibling, kind of solidarity. Yeah, yeah. Like well, like for some reason that slight age difference is always something that like kind of throws siblings off, and they're like always sort of button heads. But at least what I've known, twins, uh, whether or not they're fraternal or identical, uh, if they're twins, that one's male, one's female, they always seem to have some sort of like friendship that's different than the rest. I know, like. A few, I've known a few sets of twins over the course of my life. Yeah, I know. And the yeah. kind of general observation that I've had is like, if you're close, you're really close. And if you're not close, you're like really distant. It kind of seems like. Mm-hmm. Well, it's weird because me and my brother are sort of at a weird middle point with that right now where we are really close and I, I would always go out of my way to help out my brother. Uh, but we have gone very, very separate ways uh, recently. Um, he's become, you know, really, really devout Christian and he's married now and I'm neither of those things. And you're on the fucking Ringo zone. So <laughs> we know who's doing the right shit with his life. It's spoiler. It's not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, you know, I wouldn't say that I, I, I'm envious of him. His life's not the kind of life I want to lead. So well, clearly you're on the Ringo zone. You don't have oh, real yeah. people. Oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're not someone with fucking... aspirations, honestly. My aspirations are great. You know, I'm pretty sure you're not even legally human anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I get a subpoena clear, and I go to the. You're clearly on some court. kind of list that like deems you less of a person you're than us. <laughs> like then, I, I get, I, I got, I got to listen to. Uh, well, we know I'm a a jury of my well, peers. Here's the thing. And all, we know, and all the we peers know, are we Dylan. know Dylan is <laughs> Dylan is Dylan. Max is clearly some form of like comic loving golem that was created. And I'm a slot. Yes. I'm just imagining like a, a, a Caesar Evan. in the glat and, and Well Evan, you just say the word you just say his name and that's its name and that's enough. It's... Evan's too beautiful for my respect. <laughs> oh, that's that's an unfortunate opinion to have. I thought that like 
Man, I thought there was a class like we were the lowest of the low, but that just oh now, shit. Sabath, I'm seeing your thighs in a new light, and let me tell you, it is not flattering. <laughs> well, I am all bit up with chicker bites right now. Oh, gross! So, I think it's about time we wrap this up. Final thoughts. <laughs> I saw goats last weekend. Great final thought, Mickey. <laughs> I also saw goats last weekend. And Except I'm not lying. Last weekend. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> no, but like right. actual final thoughts, Sabath. I kind of wanted uh, to end on that, no, but okay. But, uh, <laughs> we're actually having a real discussion. Yeah, yeah, wait. We're going to at least try and close this with some semblance yeah, of dignity. Some I'm going to keep my final thoughts short. Uh, good episodes. Like I, I say that pretty much literally every episode. I think I probably dislike episodes in the least amount compared to everyone I'm else just, I know. Yeah, I was going to say. Because I'm waiting for... Uh, I want to hear what Mickey has to say about today's episode. Oh, oh uh, I was about to say, you say that you like every... You, you say that about every episode, but Wolf, just wait until you get a load of alone. Got, hey, man, I, I'm yeah, going to say it, gonna it was boring. Yeah, it was boring. But I don't, actually, I don't no, hate we're it. We're going to have either a really interesting discussion or a really lame discussion. Only time will tell. <laughs> yeah, only time will tell. <laughs> but uh, this episode is pretty great. I really love the closing sequence where it shows... Uh, Kiki running down Oh, that's the beach. a really well animated bit. That that's I loved it. I've got some thoughts on that, yeah. So I'll wait till my thoughts. Um so but that's just all I gotta say. So uh Mickey. Uh honestly, like I agree. I really do like this episode. Like I said, I w I don't know if I'd call it a favorite, but I do really, really like this episode and the concept behind it. Like we said at the beginning of the episode, I still feel a bit cheated that this wasn't actually an episode about Kiki delivering pizzas with Steven. But I feel like what we got didn't rob us of a good episode. It's just it's a different kind of good. We learned we actually got Kiki characterization, which oh my god, thank you. She's a fucking cinnamon roll, and the visuals were really fun. And the ending with the fucking Evangelion reference was just unbelievable to say the least. And yeah, just good episode, like just solid jokes and. More Kiki, please give us more Kiki. A uh, good final thought, Mickey. You get a treat. Yay! Don't. He's fat enough already. Oh uh, shit! I just heard a noise. Like what was I'm that? to talk. I, I I can't be I can't be contributing to childhood <laughs> obesity anymore. Okay. Uh, so my final thoughts. Um, actually, a lot of kind of like stuff jumbled in my head at the moment, but um, I really enjoyed this episode a lot. Uh. I wouldn't put in my favorite episodes, but I just kind of love, like, everything it does and tries to be, except the fucking name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just, like, come yeah. on, Karunaverse. That's just, it's, it's mean, okay? It's just it's a little mean. mean. It's a little mean. We need you a bigger... fucking set us up and knock us down with that goddamn episode title. But, uh, you know, I really, like I said, I love a journey into the head stuff, mindscape, visualization of thoughts and subconscious and all this. I like how we kind of get, like, this really full portrait of Kiki. And it's really not different from what we've seen so far. Because up to this, we know that, like, Kiki is, compared to Jenny, like, the good twin. And then, like, uh, I forget, did Kiki, like, way fucking back in, like, one of the Lion episodes, was she the one who's like, Steven, are you Lion? Which she's the oh, one who made that joke. Oh yeah, I think so. So like that. So what will we know? Like he likes a good joke. She's like a dutiful daughter. Like she's you know like orderly. Like they match her up with Pearl. Um, and that and then like uh you know good worker and all that. And then I think the thing that's interesting is kind of like there's not really. I mean, the darkness to it is that she lets herself be a bit of a doormat for her sister. But overall, like. 
nothing about this episode really kind of disparages her character or who she is. It's not like with Pearl through so much of the show where like all her mannerisms and quirks and kind of everything she is, you know, there's kind of like a negativity that comes out through it. And I think uh, the big thing with that final shot of her running on the beach, like, yes, Kiki likes to run for fun and for a bunch of fucking slobs like us that must seem like such an alien concept uh because you know i can like barely tolerate going up like the street like a block to buy some fucking chips so <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's, it's like it's like that like that's just like like kiki is just like a really like kind of well-rounded person it seems like who just has it together and it, she's she doesn't have like a ton of quirks she's not like the funniest character, but she's just pleasant, and everything about her is just nice, and that's that's good. enough. Like, if I feel like I agree with you in that, and that's like it feels like we don't need New we don't need roll. to learn that much more about her to kind of get who she is. Like, like with Kiki, Kiki, I think really is on the surface what you see is what yeah. you get, and. Some people are like that, and that's good. And she's just a sweet person. Like, I feel like she, like, if there's anybody on in Beach City, like, knowing what we know about her now, I feel like of all the citizens of Beach City, she's the person I feel like I would just be the happiest around if I were to meet her in person, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, I guess, thank you for tolerating the <laughs> Uh We all tolerate you back. I'm speaking for the audience, by the way. Oh, I was going to say, because, I mean, I think we've established right now that I do not tolerate any of the people that listen to us. Fuck you guys! Except for the ones no, I'm from, kidding. what's it called? What's the, uh, Klontarf. Klontarf. We only... Klont. Oh, man, been forever since that oh, show. Oh, man, we, lo- we, we still, still love, love Klontarf. Klontarf. You guys are our favorite listeners. We love all of you. If I if I could, I'd have the, the upcoming Beach City Con relocate to Klontarf. <laughs> but... Uh, They're probably yeah. not going to do that. That's it for the Rigozodes episode tonight. That was uh, Kiki's delivery service. Um, I'm filling in for Dylan with the little exit out card, whatever. <laughs> filling in for Dylan. <laughs>